Hey lovelies, welcome to the Honestly Mia podcast with me, Mia. I'm so excited to hang out with you each week to share all the fun and not so fun topics of this journey called life. But I'm confident that we will heal, grow, laugh, cry if necessary to become unapologetically free in Christ. The beauty of it is we will do it together. So let's talk. Are you ready? I'm ready. Episode 59, All My Fears and Then Some. Good Thursday morning. It is July 17th. No, it's not. See, we already starting off wrong. It is June 17th. It is my nephew's birthday. He turned 12 today. So, happy birthday, Tommy better known as Quattro, little story. Um, My grandfather was Tommy Sr., my dad, Tommy Jr., my brother, Tommy III. And while my nephew has a different middle name, I mean, let's just go ahead and say he's the fourth, hence the reason why we call him Quattro. So nonetheless, it's his birthday and I'm excited. He's 12 years old. Um... I've been up for a while. Like this has been a thing. And I'm sure that over the the 50 plus podcasts, you guys have heard me talk about what happens in the early morning when I can't sleep, when I'm like wrestling with whatever. I just go ahead and give up and just give in because it's aggravating to lay there and you're not going to sleep. So may as well get up and be productive, pray, talk to the Lord. You name it, we around here doing it. Um, but this this podcast has been on my mind for like the past couple of days. And it went through uh, a couple of different titles. It was going to be called Anxiety, a um, couple of things. And so, but when I got to the root of it, it was about fear and the fear of failing Um, The fear of the unknown, the fear of, am I doing it right? Am I going to get it right? The fear of, you know, am I going to be well later? Is my family going to be well? And it's funny, when I think back to the Now What podcast, it was the, you know, God has richly blessed me with all these things. And so now what? And I guess this is almost like a continuation of it because, when you take on new things, whether it's you are a new mom for the first time, you're a new wife, you are new something at work, you've taken on something in ministry, you, you whatever the new something is, there is always that healthy anxiety, right? About, you know, you want to get it right, you're fretting over every detail. So, I, I mean, some of that is to be expected. It's what, it's what fuels our adrenaline sometimes. But then it it takes a funny shift to where now you are obsessing over getting it right, doing it right, being right, um, being perceived right. Or, you know, after becoming a new mom, you're worried about, oh, my God, is something going to happen to my kids in the middle of the night? And just all these things. And I sit here just in that same space while... I don't have a baby yet. Um, I do have all of these new things, right? These new things 
that I desire to do well and I want to do well and I want to be perceived well in all of them, it is wearing your girl out, right? Because there are expectations that people place on you when you enter into these new seasons. When you get married, you know, hopefully and prayerfully before you get married, there are some understood expectations, but you can't cross every I and dot every T. The big stuff you should definitely have talked out, but they kind of shift and change. So you, you begin to see some expectations that are placed upon you that you might have not been prepared for, or you even place them on yourself when nobody's really thinking about what you're thinking about, but you sitting over there thinking about it. And that can be applied to any any new something that you're in, right? That there are those expectations that others have and those that you have on yourself. But I digress. Um, but I've just been like in that in that place. Um, I share with you guys about all the good stuff, right, that has happened. But it comes with an extra dose of like worry and concern. It's so funny. Um, for those of you who may not know, I've been working from home since March of last year, um, like many other people due to the pandemic. And we recently bought a house. And it's funny because it happened in the place that, that I lived in prior to here, where when you're at home all day, you begin to notice all these things, right? You begin to to want to address stuff, you know, from meeting to meeting. Let me run and go X, Y, and Z. Well, it's been probably at a heightened something because the place that I was living in before I was renting. So, you know, the, the, the concern was not as great because if there was something broken or something going wrong, then that would definitely be someone's responsibility. But when it becomes your responsibility, it's a whole different thing. Like I probably could tell you every crack, every mark on the floor, on the wall, um, when the toilet flushes a little odd or the refrigerator makes a funny sound or something fell off the blind, like just an obsessed, right? Obsession. This is crazy. And I know that part of it is because I'm here all day long. Um, but I also think that that Part of that is that that fear of this is mine. I don't want it to go, you know, I don't want anything to, to be broken or anything to go down because this is an investment. But the same thing is I probably, and this is, I'm to be real honest, I probably have asked my husband more times, are you happy? Is everything going good? And I know it probably drives him crazy, but because he's a sweetheart, he obliges, but then he looks at me and was like, why are you asking me that? I was like, I don't know. I just want to know. And then there's that. And then, you know, at the at the job, it's definitely been challenging. I mean, not having full staff in place at all times and just the newness of it all and wanting to make sure that I meet the expectations of those who who I work with and even meeting my expectations all while learning you know, some new things. And it's funny because in all of these scenarios, um, let's talk about the practicality of it. In all of these scenarios, they're not unfamiliar to me, right? Um, You guys know I've been married before. So 
and and don't get me wrong, being married before definitely brings some of that. Let me have some frequent check-ins because I, I was caught off guard before, but that's an, another story for another day. Um, I've been a new leader in a role at a new company. I mean, that, that has happened before. Um, the homeownership thing is new, but it's the same thing of wanting to to have, you know, a nice place to live and wanting things to be maintained and kept up or whatever, whatever the new, when I was a new, you know, small group leader, like everything that, that you have been given and blessed with, there's always that feeling of, can I be better? Can I do better? What is left off of the table? What, what did I miss? And the interesting thing is that, so I was, I was texting my um my sister-in-law in the in the middle of the night because she happens to be a night owl so it worked perfect and i was sharing a little bit about you know why i was up and all of that and the thing that i said to her is you know my challenge is in all of what is weighing on my brain it is agitating me that i'm letting it rent so much space and the fear has taken top slot and giving it over to Christ is more of like a secondary. How many of you guys have been there, are there, and you could be there? And that doesn't mean that you're a horrible Christian. It doesn't mean all of the things that the enemy will tell you. Well, do you really believe in God? We have to be intentional with this relationship. We have to be able to stop, assess the situation, understand the 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 catchphrase that goes with fear, false evidence appearing real. I think that's how it is. Correct me if I'm wrong. And when you stop and you pause and you think about it and you assess a couple of different things, right? Um What's the, and I don't want to give cliches today, but if God brought you to it, he brought you through it. Now that's debatable because you have to know for sure if God brought you to it. Um, but when you take a moment to pause and, and we hear that so often, like be still, because when you're moving 90 to nothing, you can't hear Jack. You don't know what the, the Holy Spirit is trying to whisper to you. You don't know what what God is trying to 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 share with you because you're just running and you're fretting and you're thinking and you're strategizing and you're planning and you're talking and you and then it starts over again when sometimes which is why I think that that middle of the night scenario is so profound because your attention is intact like it's there's a laser focus because for me I'm trying to figure out why I'm up and it's quiet and there's not anything going on. You're not, you know, looking to have a conversation with someone to share your woes. Like it's just you in the stillness. And I feel like you can hear so much better when you get still. You always hear the the, the phrase, um, slow down to speed up. Never 
Has it ever been a truer statement? Like, because if you are moving, that means you're missing things. That means you're not as keenly aware of what's going on because all you're looking at is the finish line. And what's funny is that I equate that to how how sometimes we deal with our emotions and how we deal with our mental state. We just want to get over it. We just want to get to the next thing. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I think that's 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 normal to want to be out of this season. But what if you what if you're not moved out of this season as quickly as you would like? And that's how I feel because you know with with some some changing climates at work, like you know I. I ready to get to the next, right? To the something else, to the to the to the end of whatever the end is supposed to be. But what has been interesting to me is those moments while they are few or far between that I'm stopping and I'm pausing and I'm looking at what's happening around me. It is in that moment where I'm like, "Okay, God, you are so all up in the mix. Let me give you some praise for making a way out of no way or out of a a unforeseen way or a concerning way. But if you don't stop to take inventory of what's going on, you will get agitated and frustrated and be like, God, where are you? Where, what's going on? I've been praying about this. And you know, if, if, if I had to, to speak for him, he's sitting there saying, girl or guy, So do I need to go down the list of what's been happening that you know is happening and what's been happening that you have no idea that I'm around here getting it together for you, right? And it's funny to me is that it, it, it happened to me the other day where I was just like stretched from one end to the next and God so graciously put someone in my pathway to just help me take a deep breath. And it's funny, if you're not careful, you will miss the subtleties of some of your answers or some of your help because you're so you because this is the thing we have. We have what the end looks like. Right. So at the end of this street, these five things should have occurred. Right. And God is thinking, okay, so at the end of the tree, I get it. I get it. You want to be over this, but those five things may be 10 or maybe one big thing to get you there. You never know, but be aware of what's happening before you get to then look very closely at how I'm navigating the waters over here or even better yet. Look at how I'm maintaining the waters over here. I'm keeping the sea on your home front calm when work is going crazy. Work is calm when home is going crazy. Work and home is going crazy, but your children are doing well. Like whatever it is, like stopping and see what's really happening around you. And you got to be still to do that. You got to be able to stop and assess this false evidence appearing real, right? And as I'm even talking to you right now, like I'm just feeling so encouraged that 
If God brought me to it, he'll bring me through it. And the biggest thing, this is where our our ego has got to get all the way in check. And I think I mentioned that last week, so I'm consistent, right? Um, If I give it to him, he'll take it. This isn't like a fair weather friend where you say, I really need your help. And they're like, yeah, maybe not this month, maybe next time. No, when, when I'm giving it to him, then he'll, he'll take it. He'll take it. He'll do something with it. He'll give peace that surpasses all understanding. He'll give clarity. He'll give rest. He'll give favor. Isn't it something to, to receive his awesome favor in the middle of randomness? We're very one-dimensional. God isn't. So all the while like that, I saw a video. This was like the best thing. I saw a video. I don't know where it was. Somewhere on social media where there was like a brutal tornado. And the people inside of the house are filming it and they're praying. One of, And I mean the prayer is a prayer. Like they are praying. And I mean you can see where this tornado is <clears throat> tearing up several feet away. It is it is going crazy and your all your heart is like, oh my God, it's beating fast because they it's about to come to these people. <clears throat> Excuse me. And all of a sudden it dissipates. And I'm like, oh my God, because all all we could see is that it was coming, right? Because we are very one-dimensional. We are what's in front of us is what it is, and there's no alternatives. That's just what it is. But all the while that's going on, God is like, it ain't even coming over here. It's, it's over there. It's doing what it's doing over here, but it's not even coming here. He can operate like that. And when you see those things happen to where like, oh my God, all of this is going on and it is calm right here, then you, then you, it, it should be easier to just lay things at his feet. But that fear will give you all sorts of of confusion about what's real and what's not. It will cause you to sit in some false beliefs about God and about how he operates. If not addressed, it will cripple you, keep you from moving forward. So it's one thing to be still enough to become aware, but it's one thing is to be still and and not do something because of fear. And that has happened to me. And even think about it. Have you ever like, oh my God, if I can just get to tomorrow? Like you can't even because you're so worried or you go to bed and you're like, oh, I can't, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And that's true. Tomorrow is in promise. We have no way of knowing whether or not it's going to be a good or a bad day. But we have a way of going into these things with the wrong expectancy, right? What's wrong with, and so I'm preaching to Tamia, what's wrong with laying down and simply saying, Lord, I give this to you. I give all of this to you. I believe that tomorrow 
is going to be a day that you have made. And no matter what takes place, I am believing that you have already worked it out. It's easier said than done, right? Instead of <sighs> sighing, got to do this, this isn't going to happen, worried about it, like can't even enjoy the day because you're so ready for it to be over because you've already assumed exhaustion. And that doesn't mean that things are not going to be challenging, but it, but you're already like conditioning yourself. We are already conditioning ourselves to believe in the worst. So before we get too far, let, let's, let's jump into the scripture. So this is from my boy, David, love, love, love King David. Um, and it's from Psalms 34 and the fourth verse. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him, I'm going to read five, even though four was my scripture. Verse five, they, those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. So let's go back. Psalms, Psalm, there's no S there, people. 34, four and five. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. So let me tell you what I like about those two verses. One, I mean, that's just confirmation. If I seek the Lord, he will answer me and he will get all those false evidences that are appearing real out of my out of my view. Right. Ain't that something? If I seek the Lord, he will answer me. So this is. Speaking from a personal perspective, he delivered me from all my fears. He will. He has. So let's talk about delivered. It's not say he will deliver. It said he delivered. So done. So at the moment that you sought the Lord and he answered, it was done. You're saying it because it needs to be real to you, but he's done it, right? He's already done it. He's already delivered. But when you're asking, that means that you're in a in a vulnerable, vulnerable place of accepting the answer. So it's really about a change in you from my perspective. And then it says those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. So going to God, you never have to worry about being put to shame. He's never going to make you feel bad. He's actually going to help celebrate the fact that you're here. So the the those who look to him are radiant. Like think about it. Think about when a child is walking up to their dad and they're holding their arms up and they begin to smile at the moment in which their daddy extends arm out because it says you're asking me to pick you up. And he is extending his hand saying, I am going to pick you up. And I can see it so vividly. Little girl throwing her head back, smiling. Just the sun is shining on her face because she feels held by her father. He didn't reject her. He grabbed her, placed his arms around her, and he lifted her up. When I think about that scripture, that is the image that's in my head. She didn't, and don't get me wrong, it could happen, but she didn't reach out to him and he turns his back and walks away. And that sometimes happened with earthly parents, but 
Keep keep trekking with me. And that is what God does. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. So when we are when we are when we're calling upon him, there's no need to be timid. Like that little girl is holding her hands on in expectancy. There's no like she is like for real. And sometimes children are very adamant about pick me up, hold me, kick and scream, whatever. We have to be that same bowl that when we come to him, he has addressed our issues, our concerns, our fears, our anxiety, our worry, our everything. Isn't that good? We got to talk ourselves through it sometimes, y'all. We have to break it down bit by bit, which is why the scriptures are so important to our daily walk because they address all that crap that wants to try and rob us of our peace. They address the promises. They they address the concerns that we have. Like there is a word for every situation. There is a word that will provide all sorts of 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 clarity to your situation. There's no reason for us to be in fear. There's no reason for us to to be in continuous fear. Not saying it's not going to happen, but once you have addressed it, you know what it is, it's time to let it go. So I want you, if you've made it this far, I want you to take a moment and start addressing those things with the word of God. Start addressing those things from a place of surety that he is not going to let you fail. I am a great mother. I am a great wife. I am a great leader. I am a great friend. I am a great sister. Lord, in you, I am. That's powerful, y'all. So when worry and fear creeps up about this season that you're in or this new place, whatever it is, like speak to the mountain. I was reading in my in my faith journal um, and it was about having faith as small as a mustard seed. And it was talking about speaking to the mountain and, and I, I don't want to butcher it, but in essence, it was talking about how the mountain comes down sometimes big pieces, like it just immediately crumbles. Sometimes it's pebbles, but it comes down. That That is the, the surety. So you may have fear and anxiety about whatever, and it may not immediately subside altogether today. But you better bet when you call on the name of Jesus, it breaks. It breaks. Pebble by pebble, but it breaks. And you will start to know, because here's the thing, and I think we talked about this before, and I'm sure you've talked about it with someone before. When you can encounter a person who their life is flipping upside down and you're trying to understand, you can still wave your hands. You can still say, in the midst of it all, God is faithful. God can give us ultimate peace when the world around us is going crazy. I keep going back to those people watching that tornado and just them praying. You didn't hear like they, they just, they believed. They believed. They believed that he was 
their help, that he was their rescue. They believed, y'all. And that's where that's where we got to get, get to. That's where I got to get to. I'm so encouraged today. I'm so encouraged to take control of this life. The life that Christ has given me. The life that is shared with him. That he is invited to. That he has a seat at the head of the table on. What, what's that going to look like for you? Are you ready to take captive all those thoughts, one of my favorite scriptures, that are trying to hold you? Whatever it is that you are fearing, worrying about, it's time to take hold of it. It's time to make it obey. Make those thoughts obey. Make make that fear and worry subside by continuing to just speak the word of God over your life. Seek the Lord and he will answer you. He has answered you. He delivered you from all your fears. And when you look to him, you are radiant. Radiant, and your face will never be covered with shame. Coming to God, and the world will make you believe that He's not going to do anything. Because if He would, He would end world hunger and go down the list. Look to Him. That's all. Look to Him and know that He has already answered. The only action is for us to seek Him. To diligently seek him. The rest is on his shoulders. So, who's ready to start seeking and letting go and and emerging with a radiant face? So, on this Thursday, as I'm sharing with you, I'm sharing with myself. And I believe that once we keep that in the front, then everything else will start to make sense. Thanks, guys, for spending these moments with me. I don't know about you, but I am ready to kick today's... Oh, we're not going to go there. But I'm excited, and I'm believing that you are going to have a day filled with hope, with encouragement, and with peace in knowing that God is there. He's always there. He's just waiting on us. So... Make sure that you make today great and I'll talk to you soon.